Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Adfree Shows gives you early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts, including The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts. This week, the snake welcomed the devil himself, Kevin Sullivan, to the program. I'm ready to go out, and I see Ming coming back. And all of a sudden, they threw a cinder block and hit him on the shoulder from the roof. He dropped to a knee, but he just shook it off and came in. If they had hit him in the head, it would have killed him. David Crockett joins Conrad for an all-new edition of The Book as they go day by day through February 1985 with the help of Jim Crockett's original booking log. And what a pivotal month it was, as WrestleMania 1 is right around the corner, and Jim Crockett Promotions is running in Vince's own backyard. In that area, knew him, knew his reputation. It's a working class audience. Uh, they like the style of our wrestling, and you put Dusty and Backlund together, they're, you know, opposites, but they attract, and, and they make it work. This month marks the 35-year anniversary of one of the most memorable angles in wrestling history, the famous twin referee angle on the main event. And Ad-Free Shows members got to watch it back live alongside Earl Hebner on our latest premium watch-along event. I got to dress, I got to use uh, Andre's dressing room after all this happened. And uh, Andre just loved me. I mean, he just wanted me basically always be a ref. And Hogan loved me to death. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you. With four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Cassio, and you're listening to... Oh, you didn't know? What is up, my man, Brian, my back Road out. Dog James? Already? <laughs> threw my back out. So you know you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what, though. I did uh, sell, when I got up to walk to the refrigerator watching the Royal Rumble, my knees hurt uh, watching Booker T. <laughs> get in that ring and wrestle and i thought man i don't know how he did it at all you know what i mean and he got his leg up high for them kicks too and i thought he like did. i can't do it he must be doing that ddp yoga look i don't mean this is a knock he was not as smooth as he used to be but well, he did it he did, he did it. it he did it and the spinaroni was i was about to say we were all going perfect. is he gonna yeah. do a spinaroni he's gonna he's do got it to do a spinaroni and he did it and he nailed it it, it was awesome hurt. yeah looked at it to me and I know it's it's been a minute now, but that show, man, top to bottom was was awesome. It was good to uh, see book book back in the ring. Here's what we got to figure out: Is there anybody that even at the company that even knows you have a podcast? Does I don't think listen? so. No, I don't think so. 
Okay. Uh, well, look, does anybody listen? Period is the question. I think we, we got like be. thirteen last one, but we'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. We're, that's gross. That's all. Was that we're the bur- your your nephew's birthday party? <laughs> well, that was when, <laughs> it was thirteen people in the house watching us uh, while we recorded. And I gave him a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> uh, uh, we have got a fun one today, man. We've we've kind of touched on the Jeff Jarrett situation, but today. On this week on Oh You Didn't Know, we're going to be discussing your return to the World Wrestling Federation as Whoa. the real Double J, my well, friends. I thought I thought it was kind of a given. We all knew I was the real Double J. <laughs> Jesse James. Uh, well, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was a, You said, uh, oh, we've got into the Jeff Jarrett situation. Like, my whole career, half of my life has been a Jeff Jarrett situation. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, there's, there's not going to be many episodes without a mention of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, no, there won't be. And, and rightfully so, yes. by the way. Uh, and by the way, I've pitched it to him. You know what we should have? We should have Jeff Jarrett on the show. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, we've and, had our, we, we, by the way, shout out to everybody who's given us positive feedback. And if you liked it and enjoyed it, uh, last week we had our, our buddy Mojo Raleigh on the show. And yeah. talk about what a spark plug that guy is. We appreciate him coming on. He yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, he's, look, he is a spark plug, a spark plug of positivity. Uh, and, and man, does he have... Uh, you know, the word grind, I think, uh, next to it probably has his picture because that's what he did when he talked about being at the PC first and foremost. Like, that. That's he was that guy. He was there first. He was training harder than everybody else. And that's just a fact. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you like him or not. That's just how it, how it was. Uh, great dude, so we appreciate him yeah. coming on. And we're going to have some more guests uh, coming up, so stay tuned. And, of course, interact Ooh. with us on social media. Yes. Uh, interact with us and tell us if there's somebody you'd like to see us talk to. So like hashtag gonna... the American whales. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> throw that in there. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. The Real Double J, you're finishing up in the USWA Ooh. as you're teaming with, do you remember? A Wolfie D. Wolfie D and working the Dundee family of Bill Ooh. and Jamie, also known as JC13. Yeah. They talk, were PG-13. Remember they when they rapped for the nation oh uh, way gosh. back then? Uh, yeah. So, I've look, these two gentlemen that we're looking at on the screen right now, it's, it's uh, Wolfie D and JC Ice, uh, PG-13 to you Memphis folk. Um and so, so these guys have been intertwined in my life as much as Jeff Jarrett has. Uh, I was with them when my daughter was, was being born. We were going to a town, and they had to turn around and take me back uh, to the town. And then they went on and, and made it. And then Wolfie was actually the first person other than me to see my, see my baby. Um, so, yeah, we've, wow. been through, we've been through some times together, good and bad. Um, and still work together uh, when we did the, the Ric Flair last match thing. Uh, Wolfie came in and worked with us. And so, yeah, it was he's a, he's a guy that I got a great relationship with. All of those guys, Doug Gilbert, Jamie, uh, stayed in touch with all of them. Uh, by the way, Jamie Dundee, one of the greatest characters of all time. Uh, <laughs> Except his character him, is him in real life. <laughs> well, I meant, I, I said character, and I should have meant, if you watch any of his shoot interviews, yeah, my man yeah, is on yeah. fire. Son. He's Yeah, he's uh, he's straight out, straight out, uh, I don't know what. Um, uh, but well, look, guess I, what you're going to know. You're going to know where you stand with him. Yeah, 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 right, right up front. Uh, and you know what? 
I don't know. Maybe there's something to no. something uh, to admire about that. I'd rather deal with anybody that lets you know right up front. Yeah. No, no, let's get it out of the way. And then if there's Here's a problem, we can either I move on. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's Give me the cold shower, and then yeah, we can but figure I, it out. I, I love those guys, man. Uh, Just well, incredible. Speaking of, what did the Dundees mean to Memphis Wrestling and your family? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> look, look at, at Jamie, Jamie in this picture and Bill. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. That Bill Dundee was tough as fire, man. He, he, would, he would light you up if you, if you, if you played uh, a little too rough. He will stick you uh, quick and, and not think twice about it. Um, and Jamie was the same way. Jamie, you know, like father, like son. I, I think their family meant, is, 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 I want to say, as much as, is King as much as Lawler, because look that to me, that's the one I think of, uh, when I think of the great rivalries of Memphis is Lawler Dundee, you know what I mean? And I know there was a lot of them and there's a lot I'm probably overlooking, but to me, that was the one I always saw, even when they teamed up and, and would fight the moon dogs or so, you know, some other heel tag team like Lawler and Dundee were, were fixture. They were a fixture in, in Memphis wrestling. And, and I would, not just Memphis, it was all of Tennessee and Kentucky and you know what I mean? So Arkansas. Um, but yeah, what, they were, they were staples. What, what made for those that, you know, maybe weren't in that area and didn't get to see a lot of it in the Memphis area. What, what made Bill Dundee special? Was it smarts? Was it creative? Was it, what was it? I think it was all of the above. And look at that time too, this guy has a, uh, He's Crocodile Dundee before Crocodile Dundee. You know what I mean? And so yeah. he's got a cool uh, accent. He's a he's a little dude, but he's in good shape, and he's scrappy, and that scrap is real. And so it it shows. And and when somebody's not real, that shows too. And Dundee was was the real deal, man. And look, he also had a great punch, um, and he could barely touch you with it, or he could knock your uh, molars out with it. Um, and I found out both. Both are both are. He, he has no problem throwing either. He's got both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. He's got both of them in the chamber. Uh, now let's talk about your experience with the WWF. At what point are you back in contact with him after you walked out in 1995 with Jeff? So I don't really. Re- <laughs> surprise, surprise. I don't really remember uh, the date or the. You know what I mean? The exact time. But I know I had uh, just got back from Germany. Um, where myself and uh, Man Mountain Rock, a.k.a. Max Payne, uh, went to Germany and, and wrestled over there for, for a while. And then I'd just come back, and my wife was pregnant with my middle child, um, and I didn't have a job. I had already kind of finished up at, at USWA, and we lived in Memphis. So I came back with with really nothing to do and no nowhere to turn, uh, and Bruce Pritchard called me. And I'll never forget, we were in that little house that, that my wife actually bought, uh, and I was just living there. Um, and, and he said, do you want to come back? You want to, I, I, I didn't hear anything he said after that. Uh, and I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down, we're going to get into this because I perused the notes. I also used the word peruse, gramma- grammatically correct in a sentence. Big country. Uh, <laughs> BC. Hey, so um, what were we talking about again? Uh, you coming back when did, you had a guy that Bruce you're... called and you lost your yes, mind. Yes, and I and I wrote down five hundred thousand dollars on a piece of paper, and my wife was like, you know, it was like, you know, the deal was a five five year contract with a bottom side guarantee of a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. So I knew I was going to make. And look, I 
I never made that before in my life. Even when I was the roadie, I, I only worked for eight months, but I didn't make that much that much in those eight months. And so I thought, heck yeah, I want to do that. And the it was the bottom side contract anyway. You're guaranteed to make this, even if you don't make any more. You could right. there's possibility to make more. So that was like I'll never forget. It was it saved us. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what we were gonna do. I don't know what was gonna happen. You know, <laughs> and and, uh, and that phone call changed everything for for me and my family let me get into uh for personal uh reasons i just want to know i just love the the business side of it when yeah. you when a wrestler says uh your bottom side's a hundred thousand uh what could be the extra is that extra appearances i know there's merch in that what all goes into getting above that, that yeah baseline? Well, well look it also goes with what where you're at on the card where you're at uh with your story where what where you're at in your spot what spot are you in you know what i mean so it's and and with a lot of that comes okay it is merch because now you get a piece of the pie which you're getting some pie uh but the company's getting some pie too you know what i mean so it's it's uh uh hand-in-hand, hand, you know, operation. Right. We're working where, together to make Yeah, it I'm trying to get over as, as a uh, talent, as a character, and the machine is behind me doing everything it can to get me over. You know what I mean? But but look, if I don't do my part, it, we all fall flat, and uh, and it's it's a money not well spent. So, uh, you know, you, you could make, and there's no limit as to how much you could make on top of that either. Like, it's not like, oh, you bottom side is 100. You can only make 250, though. No. Okay. Bottom side is 100. You could make eight eight hundred. You know what would I mean? That, would that would that be X amount of appearances, and then if you go over that, it's more money? Or no, is it no. Just, no. Okay. And, and so for me, it wasn't. Uh, when I renegotiated at the very last contract I had, I did sign a deal where it was fifteen dates a month. And okay. but then but back then they would just call and go, hey, we're we've used your fifteen dates, and even then, fifteen dates is really twenty five days. You know what I mean? Because Travel, you travel, you yeah. Tra yeah, you travel, you get home. You so it's 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 still not great, uh, but we were actually working a lot more back then. Um, but I, I was getting paid, and so what? What are you going to do? You just keep running, right? I got here, now I got to stay here, you know. Uh, but we Bruce, had a blast. I'm told we had a blast. <laughs> Bruce calls you, tells you you're coming back. When were you told that you're going to be returning as the real Double J? On that same phone call. Okay. Uh, and it was, you know they what I mean? Already I already had that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was going to be weird, uh, with Jeff, but Jeff and I, during this point, he had gone to, to WCW and I went to USWA and then to Germany and then came back and he was still kind of at, at USW, I mean, uh, at WCW. So he had a job. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I knew they were going to, we were going to pick on him a little bit. If I came back as the real double J, I knew it was going to be. And so we really didn't talk about anything prior to that. Um, and I just thought, well, I'd rather ask for, you know, uh, what's the old, how's the old saying go? Ask I'd rather, forgiveness. Yeah. Than yeah. Permission. Than permission. Yeah. And so, so we took some shots, you know what I mean? And, and look, he was fine with it too. We all got to pay. He knows Jeff, Jeff, if anybody is Jeff's part of the business, he knows, uh, you got to do what you got to do. You know, uh, you were in Germany. That's the side of the infamous back shaving incident. Yes. Yes. With okay. August Smeasel. <laughs> yeah. Um, you laugh you now. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you come back, is there ever a meeting where Vince is like, Hey pal, no more walking out of here or is, <laughs> 
Uh, is this just, hey, man, we got you under contract, and we'll, we'll see you at the end of it and see. Yeah, yeah, no, no, there was never that conversation. Okay. And it was never a, a thing where, uh, like, it was just when I saw him again, it was just like, hey, welcome back. You ready to do this? Yes, Nothing sir. awkward. No, no. And, and look, that was on that was on him, you know what I mean, on, on Vince, because he could have made it awkward on me and could have punished me and could have done all that, but he didn't. He brought me back and said, let's do this. Uh, and had I been... Uh, I don't know, sober or, or I don't know, timing probably had a lot to do with it. Because, I, I look, I, I agree. I, I think there's money left on the table with music inside the WWE. Ron Killings is, is great. Uh, I feel like I could sing a song. You know what I mean? I could yeah. sing one song on the, on the, on the track uh, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some money there. They always did it, and it was kind of a rib. You know what I mean? Like rock and wrestling is here to say, "Yeah, I'm going to body slam you every day." <laughs> Whatever, you know. I like the Super Bowl shuffle there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, you reminded me of something because you mentioned Man Mountain Rock and music. Yeah. Um, I, I need to ask this for my own personal. Uh, okay. Again, I'm, I'm, this is making this about me. Apparently, this I love it. Um, true, false. Hunter has. The Mound Mountain Rock WWF guitar. Do you know? So, I, so I, it it was in uh, Vince's office, hanging up, um, and it's it was there four years ago. I haven't been on the haven't been on the fourth floor in a while, um, but it was there four years ago. Last time I went up there, so I, it might be in Hunter's office now. I don't know which office this is. To be quite honest with you, he's getting a brand new one too. Everybody is. Was the trip in Germany? Did we lose Casio? Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm back. I was backstage for a second. Producer <laughs> put me backstage. Uh, I don't do memorabilia. I, first of all, I don't have the money for memorabilia because once you get in, you're stuck in. Uh, but I always told everybody, you know what I'd like? I'd like that cool guitar. And they were like, buddy, you ain't ever getting that. That <laughs> is hanging up in some big offices. Yeah, yeah. It was in the office. Such uh, a cool piece, man. Yeah, it was. They, look, they paid to have that thing custom made. And that's one thing about WWE, WWF back in the day. It was, they did not. Uh, scrimp on uh, you get when you get some grilled scrimps. They they did not scrimp on anything they did. They did it uh, gung ho. You know what I mean. And it was so they had that thing made. Like a holy mackerel! How much was that to have a guitar made? I don't know. Incredible because yeah. it looked great. It looked it was fantastic. Awesome. It um, was awesome, and he could play it. You're you're back now, um, and you mentioned, hey, you know, I wish I was sober. Uh, were there any changes to the drug policy from the time you left to the time you returned, or did you care? Yeah, no, I wasn't sober at this point. That's for sure. Um, but but I didn't care, and, and and it's I wasn't really bad then, to tell you the truth. I was I I partied uh, after work, and then it as it got progressed, it got you know where I partied during work, and so it wasn't crazy back then. Um, and and look, I like I said earlier, I, mine was pills and if i could have a doctor write me a legitimate script and back then it it wasn't get it all the time hard that's for yeah. sure and uh and so it's legal you know what i mean like you can't tell me like the doctor wrote me this and so that was only helped my addiction uh well, what do i know i'm just a doctor you know <laughs> I, 
I got an uncle in Georgia that can get pills wherever he wants. I know the dog can get pills whenever he wants with a legit script. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that was a, it, that was a yeah, major was, problem. I mean, it still is a problem, but that is a major problem. You can get, yeah. you can have a drug addiction and it'll all be legal and be getting everything legal. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's the scary that is, part. That is a scary part. Um, your last couple of matches in Memphis and Nashville are putting Jamie over in matches that only end with a power bomb oh. through a table, baby. Oh yeah, and were that you sad we to leave like, Memphis. We, yeah, I was because look, I love Jamie, I love Wolfie, I love Doug Gilbert, I love who I was the king. I was, yeah, we were we literally it was a very pivotal time in my uh, life and career that I spent a better part of a year with those guys literally driving up and down the road every night, except for maybe one a week, you know what I mean? And, and, and not making any money and struggling, but having fun and learning your craft. And man, it was, like I said, a very pivotal time in my life and in my career. And those guys are, are Mount Rushmore for, you know what I mean? For, for my, for my training grounds. And we went to bars halfway to a show and just called and said, we had flat tire. We can't make it. And four of us, there we were with Brian Christopher, too. Brian Christopher, me, Jamie, uh, Jamie Dundee, and Doug Gilbert. That was three of the matches on the card. I was about we to just, say, those are big players called, in Memphis. We just called and said, no, we're not coming. But, I mean, I, you know, just crazy times and, and good times and, and all of the above. So I, I love those guys, man. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, dog, let's take a break from talking about J-E-double-F and talk about our brand new sponsor, H-E-double-L-O-Fresh. Hello, Fresh. Yeah, that's right. Welcome in, Hello, Fresh. And we want to tell you about them. Hello, Fresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello, Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. We've got a special deal for our listeners we're going to get to in just a second. But look, you know we love talking about food here. Fast and fresh recipes. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Dog, listen to this. You can enjoy the taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with a bernaise sauce, or Southwest Pork and Bean Burritos, which, by the way, that was my nickname in high school, Pork and Bean Burrito. Your only fine quality ingredients in HelloFresh's recipes. In fact, ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they are fresh. That's why it is HelloFresh when it comes to your door. I'm all about this. I'm all about saving time. 
I'm all about saving money. And look, time is money. That's why you get these meals and the recipes are already there. You don't have to go Google search and uh, look at some stupid recipe where some lady's talking about the first time she made sausage balls and her meat moment. They're going to give you the recipe. They're going to give you the ingredients. It's coming to your house ready to go. My wife loves it as well. You can be happy and satisfied with HelloFresh as well. All you got to do, go to HelloFresh.com slash D-O-G-G-65. That's D-O-G-6-5 and use the code D-O-G-65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dog65 and use code D-O-G-G-65 and you're going to get 65% off plus free shipping. Please check out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And we thank HelloFresh for sponsoring Oh You Didn't Know. Uh, When you return to the WWF at that time, when do you start shooting vignettes? Is that pretty quick? Yeah, we shot, you know, when I went up there, uh, for this one, which was really cool. They took me, downtown Bruno, uh, took me to like buy some stuff and, 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 and uh, like cowboy hats and jeans and uh, big belt buckles. And, uh, and I came back and they were all like, this is horrible. Where'd you get this <laughs> stuff from? So then they, I don't know, I bought it from like, I don't dress like that. Then they sent me with a, uh, excuse me, the next time we, they flew me to Nashville and sent me with a stylist to these stores. And I mean, we spent thousands, tens of thousands of really? dollars. And I'm not kidding on, on Python boots. And, and, and I never wore the stuff one time. I did We did a vignette or something. When I wore it one time, I never wore it again. And I literally had $10,000 worth of, you know, rodeo dryer, whatever, whatever, uh, what, what, what drive is that in, uh, in Nashville there? Broadway. Uh, yeah, Broadway, right there on Broadway is where we went shopping. And, and really, yeah, and and uh, got got some really nice duds and never wore them. You um, still have them? <laughs> uh, no, they wouldn't fit me now. That's for dang sure. They <laughs> well, look that's, like <laughs> that's memorabilia, dog. Who doesn't want your python boots? Oh man? god, that uh, you know what? They were rainbow colored too. Rainbow <laughs> oh, yes. colored, py- yeah, python. It was. And you wore for a vignette, and then that yeah, was done. That was it. That was it. That's pretty. But amazing. I got that five X beaver pelt. <laughs> well, Resist we should all. find that picture. We put it on Twitter, and boy, yeah, did we get that? a reaction. Uh, I'll tell you what, you I was a, a good-looking cowboy. You know what I mean? Just a, <laughs> like a rhinestone cowboy. It's and a bulls and blood. It's a dust and mud. It's a roar of a Sunday crowd. Oh, huh? that's what I was dressed like. Why that's because it was about that time. You know what I mean? Gold it's, in your buckle. Yeah. Roar of the crowd. Honey in your suckle. <laughs> I'm just making up stuff. Uh, are you um, are you told that you'd essentially be replacing Jeff Jarrett in this role? Well, I, so I wasn't. First told of all, that. that's been about six roles you've had since then. <laughs> but uh, you'll replace Jeff if we don't watch out. Uh, <laughs> were you? Were you? Bless his heart. Were I'm you so told, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> were you told that you were replacing him? So, so no, I wasn't in those words told I was replacing him. But okay. But, I was told about the angle. We're going to pull a Millie Vanilli deal. We're going to do it without him. We were going to do the same thing with him. We're going to do it without him. And look, whether it worked or not, they, they tried to do it. I just think it was society was turning into the, uh, the, the society that loves Stone Cold. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So a guy in a cowboy hat coming out smiling and going, I'll spend my day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was, that's not what society wanted. So it was very difficult on me uh, early on. And, you know, I, I think of it as simple term, way too simple terms. Yeah. But just, I put it in my fandom days. You know, we're talking about now 96. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm used to watching Hogan when I'm a kid, and, yeah. and you start growing up, and you see all these characters, and, and then now this time for me personally, I'm a junior, I'm in high school, I'm in late high school, yeah, and and so even as a human, as a boy, <laughs> when you start getting a junior senior, yeah, you know, cartoon stuff ain't cool, and I don't I don't watch that stuff, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah, like, And then Stone Cold comes around, and we're like. My man's in jean shorts, which my dad's wearing right now, and drinking beer, which my dad's doing right now. You know what I mean? And he'll whip your ass for no reason. He will. This is the he guy. will fight the boss. Yeah, he so, was. Well, look, he was the this guy. That's what you meant. Like it, we were the we were the prime fans, and yeah. now we're getting into high school and college and going. We don't want those guys. I was too. Like yeah. I was a fan of that. Like that's oh, man. Who doesn't want to? That's why when it changed to okay, now we're going to be degenerates. Like, yes. Oh, now it something I hard. relate. Something I relate to. It's not a stretch. <laughs> it's not a stretch. Uh, <laughs> on Raw, let's get into the timeline. On Raw, September twenty third, nineteen ninety six, they show a clip from the roadies last night in the company at July ninety five in your house, oh. where he accidentally tripped Jeff Jarrett and cost him the IC title to Shoot Shawn again. Michaels. They then show clips of Jarrett singing. With my baby tonight. And later in the show, they're going to expose oh. Double J. I mean, Exposed. you have to be super excited right now. Everything is setting you up perfectly well, here. <laughs> well, look, it, it, they are doing something with it. You know what I mean? They are trying to run with it. They are going with it. And so I do appreciate that. But it's a funny spot because... I know, and everybody knows, uh, oh, that's what they were going to do, and now Jeff's not here, and they're just going to do it anyway, and it's <laughs> it was less than then to me. And, right. and But I'm not going to put less than into it. Um, I, I tried. <laughs> I tried as hard as yeah, I could. Still got to try to get it over. Yeah, and, and it, man, it was. Oh, it, look at there that There he guy. is. Look at that guy. You know what? The thing about that right there is, is it's horrible. Um, <laughs> but... but <laughs> Hey, did but you maybe buy them this... sleeveless or did they tailor them? Oh, they made it like that, boss. So they bought That's a Garth Brooks shirt on Broadway <laughs> and then cut the no, sleeves No, no, no. The la- one of the seamstresses actually made that whole oh, shirt. Oh, she made the whole uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what, no, what I was going to say about that picture is the eyebrows. Like Leonid well, Brezhnev. I didn't, didn't like, want to say anything, man. They're cat I mean, killers. It was the 90s, though. So is that... No, nothing. I mean, like okay. now. Well, here's my question. Now, are you get, are you getting your brows done? No, I I do them with my manscape. Are yeah, we gonna yeah. are okay. we doing one of those today or no? Uh, no, we don't have a manscape, but that's fine. But we, the, hey, that would have been a good them. time for it. Had yeah. we had one, would <laughs> have promo code dog. Get whatever you need. <laughs> they sent us beard hedgers. So Amen. That's why we're looking good. Amen. Um, uh, so, okay. Well, so you're doing them yourself. So you still have to, if yeah. you didn't groom them, they would be out of control. Out of control. And they're, now they're you old. I'm, now that I'm, oh yeah, 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 for sure. And now that I'm old, I'm getting ones over here that like stick straight out. And so it's almost like you get the crow's feet because I'm old, but also there's some hairs <laughs> just sticking out like curb finders, just sticking out. You know what I mean? Well, like an old, old Lincoln. 
Well, mine's opposite. If I didn't have a beard, y'all would think I was going through chemo because you can't see my eyebrows. Uh, we actually did, ha- you know, I do radio, and we did. <laughs> Thank we did, God. We did the promo pics for radio, and the guy airbrushed. <laughs> airbrushed eyebrows, and I'm like, my man felt weird. He, he looked felt, at me and was like, we, Hey, we, he felt bad for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, lighting's off or something. We better add. Some, just and gonna, I didn't even notice it, but as soon as I posted sudden, it online, all my of a wife you, goes, "You had a head full of hair, black yeah. beard." I posted it, my wife goes, "Why do you have eyebrows?" And I <laughs> That's go, not even I, you. "Is this a weird question?" Am I? I <laughs> why are you asking me if I have eyebrows? I don't. First of all, look at them; they're just so light. I've never touched them once. Really, you're touching look them right now. I feel like uh, eyebrows good. on look fleek, good. son. I mean, yeah, they're on, on fleek. I'm not sure what that means, but yeah. Yeah. Is uh, that I, something about Mary? Uh, no, that's good. <laughs> fleek hanging <laughs> her ear. No, no, there's no fleek up here. Uh, were you surprised that they were going to position you as a baby face? Well, no, not at first. Because, look, I, I, I honestly feel like, and people may go back and it may not feel like that to them. Uh, two things can be true at the same time, and two people can have two separate realities that are the exact same experience. Anyway, um, I felt like it was it it might could work. You know what I mean? Like, it's maybe it's going to work. Maybe the song yeah. is catchy, and maybe the... And so it was worth trying. It was just... When I fell, uh, when I failed, uh, I fell hard. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, this is not going to work. This is not (laughs) what they want. This is not, uh, you know what I mean? And so then it was literally just me going like, this is not going to work. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. How far down the road do they plan for you? I mean, I know they tell you this is how you're coming back. You're the real double J. You're singing. But do they tell you anything like, we want to do this, we want you to have a story with this guy, we want you to strap with this guy, or, or is it yeah. just, let's see how the crowd reacts? That, so, so to me, that's how I, and look, I'm going to be honest with you, back then, I had no idea how any of this worked. Like, I really was uh, eight months, nine months out of the Marine Corps, done jobs in WCW, worked a few independent shows, and now here I am. And yeah. so I had no idea the way things worked. I had no, I mean, I knew how to wrestle, and I knew sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and I knew, you know what I mean? So I, I knew about wrestling, but I had no idea about the intricacies of the business side of it. And so I was learning all that firsthand uh, while I was going through this. I think if you're going to bring in a new character, you got to see... Uh, before you start thinking about, okay, who's this guy going to work with? Well, if the character falls flat on his face, he's only going to bring that guy down too. So I feel like you gotta, you gotta try that, you know, try that character out with a litmus test on TV and, and we'll probably go over some of the TV matches I had. And you know what I mean? It was just like, let's see what the people think of this guy, put him out there. And they thought, (laughs) (laughs) well, let's get into it in the video segment later. Vince narrates, Saying after threats of being exposed as a phony, Jarrett walked out of the WWF as they focus on clips showing Jarrett slipping up in his lip sync. And next week, the real Double J would be here to claim his fame as the true singer of With My Baby Tonight. Jerry Lawler on commentary claims Jarrett was suffering a sore throat that night in July 95 and had no choice but to but lip, to lip sync. sync. Buddy, this is a hell of a push for you. Um, yeah. You looking back at it now, you you're saying you didn't know where it would go and the, I, I the just crowds didn't. didn't, but did you 
So you had no thing. You had no thinks like this is going to be my character that gets me to the top. No, no, I, n- I okay. never thought that one time, and and that was just out of ignorance, not out of anything that I was I foresaw something or anything. Like it was just like, this is what they're having me do now. You know what I mean? It's not it's not really who I am. I didn't dress that way. I didn't. I listened to some country music, but it was. Not early 90s country music, you know, it wasn't even the music of the time. And so I felt it was forced a little bit from the beginning because it just wasn't who I was. But look, I am a southern dude and I, and I can carry a tune if you put it in a bucket for me. So, I, yeah, I'm going to try to do this and try to do, do, do the best I can. And I guess my best wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, this was the original plan uh, before y'all walked out in 95. This was going to be the storyline or close to it? Yeah, so so what was it exactly was supposed to happen was I was supposed to drop. Jeff was going to shove me, shove me, and I was going to drop Jeff and walk out. And it's like, oh, my God, there's trouble in paradise. Um, and and he stood over me and he said, I'm not doing it. I'm, you can do whatever you need to do. I'm walking out of here right now. You don't have to come with me. And this all happened. If you watch that 95 back, you can see me and him talking. Uh, and he said, you, you do not have to come with me. This is your chance. To, don't, you know, he tried to, he tried to tell me and I said, no, screw that. I'm going, let's go. And we walked out and we, we got our bags and walked right out. And it was the stupidest move I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, hey, you know, yeah. your positive attitude. You're well, no, it was look to at, be. Yeah. You're where you're supposed to be. Exactly That's where I'm supposed, supposed to be. To and that was exactly how it was supposed to happen. But, but looking back, you could, you could say <laughs> it was not a good business decision. I made it, poor choices. <laughs> it did kind of suck, yeah. <laughs> uh, on Raw, September 30th, 1996, Doc Hendricks yeah. showed Jeff Jarrett slipping up on his lip sync. He said, sources have revealed that Jeff Jarrett struck a deal with the real Double J. Jarrett was going to use his fame and influence to carry the duo to the top, but when the scandal almost broke in July 95, Jarrett went into hiding. Mm. They then showed the secret rehearsal tapes of who really sang with my baby tonight. He went into hiding at WCW. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which was Jesse James, Brian James, a.k.a. Jesse James Armstrong, Jim Ross, called Jarrett a fraud. A fraud. Uh, besides the he went into hiding part, this is a good way <laughs> to keep the story going. You had uh, yeah. to enjoy it, and you had to enjoy all this TV time. Yeah, look, I, I did. I loved it, and it was, holy mackerel, I'm going to get an op- another opportunity because I, to be quite honest, I thought I burned that bridge. I thought I threw that opportunity away, and truth be told, they were just like, He's just a young idiot. Like, bring him back, try it again. And then I threw it all away again. Anyway, I... Was there a... I'm right where I'm supposed to be (laughs) doing exactly what I'm... You, uh... You said... uh, You said, hey, you knew it was less than. You didn't think it was going to work. But that didn't... You gave it a hundred percent. So I don't don't think I didn't think it was going to work. I kind of thought it might. And so I was going to try as hard as I could. Having said that, six, eight, ten live events in, I knew. (laughs) This is not, I mean, it's, you know, it's the guy in the front row going, shut up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) urban cowboy. Were you the... Were you the type that was going, what can my next gimmick be? Or were you just focused on, 
I still got to do this as long as they tell me to do it. So, so, so no, at this point I'm trying to go like, what, what else can I do? But, okay. but again, and this is the worst kind of guy to be. So, uh, if you're a, you know, a fledgling, uh, sports entertainer don't be this guy hey i don't like what you the ideas you have for me uh oh really well what do you have oh i don't have any ideas at all i just don't <laughs> like what you have uh and so that was the guy i was and uh, i because i didn't have any ideas i thought what do you mean I, can i be brian armstrong can i be like whatever like i don't you know that's who my dad was or whatever you know it was yeah. just to me i didn't know what i was talking about or what i was doing and Thank God somebody did. You know what I mean? If I could have kept my head on my shoulders, I'd still be working there. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, I look back. It's funny. It's, it's great advice because even at a young age, I worked at Food World Grocery Store, baby. Yeah. And we got this new manager who was straight out of the Marines mm. uh, and was very strict on discipline. And one time I was bagging and he saw my hands in my pockets and he walked over and he said, hey. If you got time to put your hands in your pockets, we're going to go back to aisle eight next time, and I'm going to get a toothbrush off the counter, <laughs> and you're going to go to the bathrooms and clean the grout. And I went, you know what? I'm done because I'm lazy and probably going to put my hands in my pocket again. Nine I, times out of ten, I'm going to put these hands back. <laughs> and so I quit, and I felt like I was on top of the world. And I walked in, and my dad goes, what are you doing home? And I said, I quit. At, at that SOB told me to put, get a you know, toothbrush and, and clean ground. I ain't cleaning ground. And he goes, oh, that's cool. Where, where are you working tomorrow? And I went, well, I don't have a job. He goes, well, you didn't quit then. And I said, what do you mean? He made me call them and ask for my job back. Oh. And said, you can leave when you got another gig. Yeah. It's that you, you got to have the plan. If you don't like the plan now, yeah. have the have the new plan. Have that's a new better. plan. Yeah. And that, like that's where, look, I went to him and I said, I don't like y'all's plan. Oh, really? Well, what's your plan, Brian? And I said, I don't have one. Well, we're sticking with the, this plan then. I said, give me the title. <laughs> give me the title. That's I my plan. I need all the straps. I need That's all my straps. plan. Give me the gold. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, the next week on Raw, there's a feature on you, and I believe we have footage of ooh, this. Let's watch it. Is this the is this the footage? Oh, yeah. There's those boots. There's the thing I wore. I wore that outfit. Come on. That's the real double, That's the real double J. Hey, note the eyebrows again. Oh. Hey, Jeff sounds good. The proof that Jeff Jarrett's claims to have sung with my baby tonight were a lie. Not only was he lip syncing that night, but oh. Jarrett's entire musical career was a hoax. Oh no. A hoax. Huh? That bass player is getting it. Oh, he's getting down. It's been almost 15 months since Jarrett slithered away from the spotlight. <laughs> and but the questions as to what went on behind the scenes that night in Nashville have just begun. For over a year, World Wrestling Federation officials have been trying to get to the bottom of this scandal. Thus far, Jeff Jarrett has refused comment. But now, after 15 months, the real Double J oh. has finally come forward. Uh -oh. We're here. <laughs> Working again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sure did call me. And they asked me, hey, you know, uh, 
we're not quite sure what to think about all this. They wanted the story, you know, as well as everybody did. What, what happened? What's going on here? They wanted the story and they wanted to know if, if I was still loyal to Jeff or if I was still, you know, good friends with Jeff. Well, I don't hate Jeff Jarrett, I don't. He took me, he took me further than I had gotten, but I took him further than he'll ever be. And that's the truth. Ooh, ooh. He, he's not he, <laughs> the world's greatest entertainer. <laughs> Neither is Bret Hart. He's not even close to being a good entertainer. Oh, he yep. can't dance. He can't sing. And like I said, that's not me being cocky. That's me being honest. He cannot do these things. And he that's can't. that's not that's not uh, that's not saying that I can, but I think I can. God gives people talent. You know, you don't just you don't okay. just run out at the blue light special and buy a voice and buy rhythm. Mm -hmm. You don't just do that. So how did Double J Jeff Jarrett feel after his so-called live performance that night? Oh, he felt great. He was on top of the world. We hadn't uh, yet gotten into the ring against Shawn Michaels. He had just, this was the tip, I mean, this was the beginning of the, of the end, actually, but it was the beginning of his perfect night. A victory over Shawn Michaels was supposed what to cap evening. off Jeff Jarrett's so-called perfect night. night. You watch. What hair, dude. The foot. Pull the foot. Well, we've done it a bazillion times. We beat everybody by doing everything, double team, because he couldn't do it by himself. Oh, oh. Signals oh, to me the foot. Look, well, I got hold it. my foot. I got it. I'm cool with that. So here he comes to shoot Sean in. Well, Sean reverses it and shoots him in. I pull his foot. Well, okay. I, I'll take a little bit of the heat because I wasn't paying attention to the match, and so yeah, no look. Boom! Down goes yeah. Jeff Jarrett. That's how you do it. Makes it look up. real. Sean plays a little chin music. How apropos for <laughs> Jeff playing a little Millie Vanilli music earlier. Woo! What? One, two, three. You know, nobody gets up from the super kick. Next week, Jesse James oh, will tell I was us sucking up to Sean even then. Sure. Together again. You want to drive my Lincoln Town car? You want to tote my bags through the airport? <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Let's do it. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> look at you, man. Jim oh, Johnson sitting there with you. Yeah. He look, Jim's a great guy. Uh and, and a great musician, too. Um I had a blast. I would love to have got we we did one more song, and uh, and and I would have loved to have gotten to do more. But but because of my drug addiction and stuff, I just I kept you know I kept dropping the ball. They kept handing it to me. Uh, by the way, so on that video, Todd Pettengill yes. was the narrator there uh, on the feature on Double J. You alongside Jim Johnson performed with my baby tonight. Um, and proving that his uh, performance that previous year was a hoax. Hoax. You said, you said the WWF called you and asked you if you were still aligned. Uh, so that was a good segment, man. I mean, just the part we watched was three minutes. That's good TV time yeah, right Yeah, there, it's man. quality TV time. And I, I think they didn't air that. It didn't make the air because it was too long, but they aired it on like another show or something. So, look, it was it was an investment by them uh, with, with landscape that was valuable. And they were trying a lot of stuff with characters and stuff. And so this was, what, this was another one. You know what I mean? And, uh, they did note that you would be on America Online later in the week, and the story would be investigated further. I still the have next America week. Online at my house. Hell, <laughs> well, baby. <laughs> um, for a segment like that, who puts the words together? Is that all scripted for you? They give no, you clip no, no, notes? no, 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 none of that was none of that was scripted. But the guy who was there would like ask the question that he wanted answered. You know what okay. I mean? So, so then the answer would would come out like in that in that that tone, you know what I mean? But yeah, none, none of that was scripted. That's for sure.
On the same date on the other it would have, channel. It would have been a lot better if it was. <laughs> <laughs> on the same date on the other channel, by the way, Jeff debuts for WCW oh. on Monday Nitro. I'm sure you were happy for him, too, as well. Uh, of course. Of Personally. course I was. And and jealous, too, by the way. Um, uh, are you in contact with him here? No, there was a weird time. And look, I don't think either one of us meant it to be this way. I think right. it was just we got pulled in different directions. And there was a period of time where we didn't have any communication. And like I said, it wasn't uh, ill-spirited or anything like that. It was just... He was over there and I was over here. You know what I mean? And when he came back, it was just like we were never apart, you know? So that was like buff talk like that. Like it's, oh, I guess I shouldn't shouldn't have said that part yet. That's all right. We'll take that That's the, look, there's a surprise announcement. We got Buff Bagwell coming up on the show. How about what? that? Oh, you're just going to break news? Or no, no. I actually screwed that you up. You actually thank spilled you it, but for, we'll just thank go you, ahead. Yeah. Thank you for covering for me. <laughs> We're, we've got Buff Bagwell coming on, and we just spilled the beans. That's an exclusive yeah. announcement. By the way, Jeff has talked about on his pod and others uh, that he loved that night because he was mentioned on both shows <laughs> on the same night. And uh, why wouldn't you love that? Yeah, the publicity pretty- is publicity, my friend. Uh, on these segments, you said a guy was asking you questions, but as the overall segments and these vignettes, who had their fingerprints? Who had their hands on it? Was that Vince? Was it McMahon? Russo? It seems like a little Bruce Pritchard. So, so I think it was Bruce, and Bruce was definitely the one that called me. I think it was Bruce and uh, Russo. Br- okay. Bruce and Russo. Bruce uh, and Kind of kind of were the ones that I felt like had their fingerprints on it the most. Um, and that it was just those are the ones I spoke with the most. On Raw, October 14, 1996, another segment aired on Double J, Jesse James. He said, now I know that the road he took led me down straight to the unemployment line. Oh. He took me from nowhere and left me nowhere. They said, <laughs> with my baby tonight, we'll be released on a new album. His producer said people will be surprised with his range and when they hear the other songs. They said there is a talk of a duet with a major country music star and next week we'll feature James talking about his Desert Storm experience. First, was there ever really a major country music star that was tossed around? Not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> Were you looking to get some album money with the uh, Yeah. Well, look, I, I would have loved, when I first did the song, I thought, oh, well, they were going to do something here musically. And, and look, that was probably my fault, too, to be quite honest with you. But I, I kind of was looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Uh, again, they kept handing me the ball, and I kept fumbling. Uh, the Desert Storm segment does not air on Raw due to some time mm. constraints. It is shown on Saturday morning live wire instead, but so far, you have not rested on TV yet. Were you happy yeah. with that? Were you still going, hey, we're setting up the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, look, I was fine with that. Don't I don't have to get beat up. Great. <laughs> um, I get paid the same. Awesome. Another week, uh, and I'm yeah, not ring. Yeah, right, I just good. eat catering's awesome here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I was fine with that. And look again, uh, go back to, I think it was more about establishing the character, tell the story, even if it's just to finish the story up or tie up loose ends uh, to get into the character. But look, before we got, we found out that during the process of establishing the character, that that's not what they wanted to see, um, that their taste, taste was changing uh, and good guys weren't necessarily the good guys anymore. Um they were squares. You know what I mean? They were uh, they were just called something different now. 
Uh, let's get to it then. Your first appearance on TV is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You taped Raw. You would defeat Salvatore Sincere. Oh. And Vince would accidentally refer to you as Double J Jeff Jarrett. That was a tough habit to break, I'm sure. Are you happy with this match in your TV debut? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sal Sincere, I forget. Uh, he wrestled as the Patriot some, too, yep. on uh, on Independent uh, shows and stuff. So, so he, great guy. Uh, probably the wrong guy won in that match. He always looked great, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and I did not. So, but I appreciate him uh, doing the honors for me. That's for sure. Um, I just saw him not long ago at a, at a signing, uh, probably into last year. Uh, really? Yeah, it was good to see him. He still looks great. Still looking good. Yeah, yeah. Some people to go into the gym is like they just do that. You know. They it's continue weird. to work out. That's yeah, they super just weird. Work out. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't get it. I, I break <laughs> out. I must be allergic to iron because, like, I swell up when I go in there, you know? Speaking of swelling up, it's time to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Blue Chew. Oh, I thought you were going to Golden Corral. My bad. <laughs> Blue Chew. Guys, we all know confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially. When it's time to step up to the plate, and that's where our friends Matter Blue up. Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Vi Viagra and Cialis, but it's chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Fraction. You can take them anytime. Day, <laughs> uh, friction and fraction, my friend. And a lot of action. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises yeah the process is simple sign up at bluechew.com consult one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you're going to receive your prescription within days and the Ooh. best part it's all done online so online. no visits to the doctor's office no, doctor. no awkward conversations no dog awkward. dog you stand out in the crowd i can imagine yeah. when you go to the pharmacy for all your stuff the last thing you want to see is anybody you know. Yeah, and nobody. And then they go like, uh, Mr. James, your blood pressure pills say they shouldn't be used <laughs> with these. So Your Viagra's ready, <laughs> Mr. James. Your Viagra's ready. And it's like uh, my cousin is the <laughs> pharmacist. <laughs> well, no more of that. No more waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's all coming to your front door. Boochie's tablets mm. are made in the USA. USA prepared oh. and shipped direct to your door in a discreet, discreet package. Yes. It's the only uh, thing discreet. Yeah, that's the last time discreet is going to be used in your life. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting, lasting impressions? impressions. Mm? Promo code dog? Look, dog, You serious note. Yep. You talk about it all the time, about how guys need to start sharing their feelings, yep. talking about being open, being honest. That's with your health as well. Yep. And here's a fact of life. The older you get, your numbers go down. Your <laughs> testosterone's changing. Yeah. Your body's changing. And look, we put it off as long as we can, whether it's hair, whether it's in the bedroom, whatever it is, we put it off. We don't want to admit, I'm getting older. My body's changing. That's just That's a just fact of life. male ego. And thankfully right now, Blue Chew can help one of those issues if you've got issues in the bedroom. They're going to give you that confidence back, okay? Because, look, long as you been, how long have you been married, dog? 26 years. 26 years. I've only been married four years. But every now and then, you got to give her the old, what got into you? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> well, one of those. That's what you got to give her. The what's I'm happening just now? In the corner, crying with <laughs> with alcohol pads on the scratches. <laughs> you got to be the man, and Blue Chew is going to take care of you there. So if you can benefit from a little extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it, and I'll just say it flat out: have better sex. Amen. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo free. code D O G G. At checkout, you'll just pay $5 shipping. Five That's bluechew.com, promo code D-O-G-G. And you're going to receive your first month F-R-E-E. Visit oh. bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew Blue for Chew. sponsoring the podcast. Thank hey. you. Hey, look. Hey, look at here. Look. Hey, listen here. Get you some Blue Chew. <laughs> hey, look at here. You chew look it here. and you do it. It's that simple. It's, it's that, and it rhymes. <laughs> For the love of Pete. All right, back to the timeline, dog. You also wrestle in a dark match main event where you Ooh. substitute for Sid and you team with Undertaker and Mark Marrow to take on Steve Austin, Mankind, and Goldust, and you get the pin what? over Goldust. That is a... Hell I'm of sorry. a way to return I'm sorry. to the company. I'm sorry I'm yawning. That's me imagining like, oh, that finish. I'm winning again. Oh. That's me imagining the finish of that match with Undertaker standing there. And, no, I, right. and I win it. Yeah. People are like, like what? Sorry, Wait, sorry what? people. I'm sorry, people. They told me to do it. They told me to do it. I do what they told uh, me I, I do not remember that at all. Well, that's a hell of a way to bring you back on your I'll first tell you match, what, man. That's, uh, but it was it was dark, so it was just at the end of the night, like to, <laughs> maybe for uh, Coliseum home video or something like that. Uh, on James's second night back at the Superstar Stabbing in Cincinnati, you defeated the Goon, the Bill goon. Irwin, baby. Yeah, Look at yeah. him. Hey, he was great too. And, and again, the wrong guy won uh, because he was great and he could work. And I was horrible and green as goose crap. And he led me through a match and then put me over. And so again, kudos to the Goon. Uh, always loved that dude. You talked about he could go and he was he could do his thing. Yeah. Uh, how did he get saddled with one of the all-time bad gimmicks, man? <laughs> I don't, I don't just, know. I mean, I, I kind of see the idea of a, a hockey goon as a tough guy. It just didn't come off, you know? Well, I mean, it just, how does it? How is it yeah. supposed to? He's, he's not in he's a hockey not, ring. He's, yeah. not in a, he's in a wrestling ring. You know what I mean? So how is it? Well, there's the like, first hurdle. Yeah. 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 You hit me with solid does, logic there. How does this translate <laughs> to inside the squared circle? I'm a and tough looks, hockey player. Where we're wrestling. Uh-huh. Hey, I guarantee you that's how it happened. It was like, oh, you know, like the goon in the such and such movie or yeah. whatever. And it was all of a sudden there's a goon character. You know what I mean? And it's it, because it was at a time where he was trying a lot of things. You know what I mean? There was Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. There was, there was a lot of things being tried out right then. And, and yeah. so T.L. Hopper, you know what I mean? So, so uh, the dirty white boy. Uh, Tony, like you said we're just in a weird transition period. Yeah, it was, and it was. It was trying to figure out: do they like the characters? Do they want? And what is society buying now? And what is it? You know what I mean? And, and all of a sudden, it was a hell yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like, wait, what? What? Who said that? Who, you know what I mean? And it was like, wait, who was that guy that that Michael Hayes was talking to? Yeah, <laughs> the million exactly. dollar champion. Who was that guy? And, um, and next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. 
Uh, tell me about your presentation of singing to the ring. Whose idea was that? Well, it was their idea from the get-go that that's what I would do. And, and, and look, I, don't, I didn't think it was bad at the beginning because I thought, oh, well, they know the song. That's what we've been talking about is the story of the song. And it, it wasn't too long. It was, I don't really remember how many months it was. It might have been close to a year that when I came back, you know. And so, look, truth be told, I, I needed to learn how to wrestle. I needed to grow up a little bit. I didn't do any of that. But, uh, but, but I did get high a lot in Memphis. So <laughs> I did learn some. No, I didn't. Uh, but no, I met my wife there. We had our child there. We lived there. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, yeah I loved Memphis. Um, I just, again, made bad decisions throughout my career, you know? Well, how about this name? You're back on the road and you defeat Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Oh, yeah. In Milwaukee and in Cleveland. I'm yawning, I'm yawning again because I bore myself. <laughs> Hey, and did, Bradshaw. Did Bradshaw kill you? Oh, my God, did he kill me. He <laughs> beat me within an inch of my life. And look at him, too. He was young, too. He had just come from Germany. He was, like, on oh. the tour after I was. Oh, so no. he had just come from fighting for his life. Yeah, we were we were beating the crap out of each other, except he's just bigger and stronger than me, so it wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're back in the garden at Survivor Series 96 where you're in the pre-show match. You got the team with Aldo Montoya. Aldo Montoya. Oh, and Bob Holly. Holly. You killed Bob. my father. Uh, <laughs> I, think Aldo that's a different, oh, yeah. I think that's a different guy. Uh, he's the future Justin Incredible, uh, Justin Incredible, by yep. the way. And like yep. you said, Bob Holly and Bart Gunn. Bart, I was about to say that's Bart Gunn behind the old PJ. Yeah, it is. And you get the, the win over... The Sultan, which is oh, Rikishi. which is Rikishi Junebug, Bradshaw, Sal, and your future tag partner Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. First Look of all, there. first of all, you leave and now you're back. You're now wrestling in the Garden. That has to be a big deal back in 1996, man. Yeah, but can I be perfectly honest with you? Tell me. The Garden means so much more to me today than it did then. Okay. I had no look. I was raised on Southeastern Championship yeah. Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling. I didn't know that the Garden was a cool venue. Was the you know it was the right. mecca of of sports entertainment. I didn't know that. Uh, I know it now, and so looking back, I wish I'd have known it then because it would have been really cool for me. It was really cool for me because I got the victory, and again, the wrong guy goes over because uh, <laughs> Rakishi was was. Man, he, he had been wrestling for 30 years by the time I got there and uh, and every done everything in the book and still had six more, eight more years of, of talent in him. You know what I mean? So, again, I appreciate them doing it, but <laughs> wrong guy won. The there, wrong well, son died. <laughs> well, here's the interesting part. There's rumor and innuendo out there, dog, that you – supposedly pinned Bradshaw by accident with a roll-up. Do you remember any story here? I do not. Okay. But look, I don't remember the so night. That Seeing that picture right there was the like, yeah, that's innuendo. What was supposed to happen? We don't know. So I went you, into business for myself and just pinned him? Uh, it was an accident. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you then right away pinned the Sultan with a small package before Billy drops you with the rocker dropper oh. right after, and you're eliminated. Uh, by the way, what a dance, man. You would do with Billy, and this is before you've even considered anything yeah. of a tag partners, but you and Billy in the ring together, is this the beginning of, hey, we work good together? Yeah, yeah. As soon as we, you know what I mean? Like, he was just, 
I don't know. I was hungry too then, but he's yeah. always like, he's on man, and he's all man too, and and his hands and arms and you lock up with him and it feels like you locked up with that dude on the avengers or whatever that big rock <laughs> guy or whatever he is the metal guy that you you lock up with him and it's just like god almighty you're you're literally hanging on for dear life like riding a bull and and nothing slows down from there you know what i mean like it's Golly. hang on for dear life because we're <laughs> about to pull that shoot and uh and you got to get through this thing but yeah he's I, again, I was rough too then, uh, just not as tough or as or as athletically gifted as Billy. Um, but man, it's always fun to work with him because it was always a challenge, you know. At at this point, are you happy with what's happening? Oh yeah, there? I'm happier than a pig and poop at this point okay. because look, I I was in a dark match with the Undertaker and I won. I was on yeah. this this match here, this show of a pay per view, and, and and I won. So I was I was happy. But if I if I didn't if I didn't tell you that I I thought I earned it all that I thought I deserved it all I'd be lying to you because I didn't have the wherewithal to grasp the gravity of what was going on and so I felt entitled that this is what this is always what was going to happen when I started wrestling right. and that's man looking back it was you know it was another one of those bad decisions I made to think like that. Um, but that was that was where I was at, you know. I thought like, yeah, I, this is what I should be doing, beating everybody. <laughs> and and, uh, and if you ask anybody still today, that's still the strategy, you know, to, to try yeah. to come out on top. Yeah, I should be happy if I win every week. That's a <laughs> yeah. good thing going. Yeah, they they I'm I'm and I, look, that was all. Oh, that was a Survivor Series uh, elimination. So I beat Sultan, but then Bradshaw or Billy or somebody beat me. Yeah, you accidentally pinned Bradshaw on yeah. the roll-up. Uh, that but, was supposed but, to be the that's, accident. That's how good I am. If I'm going to get you <laughs> in a hold and the wrong person gets over there in front of me, hey, you're getting sucked in like one of them boys on a on an airplane that, that, or on an uh, aircraft carrier, and you just see them go into the engine. That's what happens. <laughs> when my... <laughs> hey, you don't want to lose in a roll-up? Don't let me roll you up. How don't let me that? roll you up, dog. Kick out. Yeah. How about that? Too bad. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next night, you tape for Raw for a few weeks later, and your undefeated streak in singles matches ends with Bradshaw oh. killing you with a lariat after Zeb distracted you. Uncle Zeb, Dutch Mantel, what can you tell us about oh. him in your career, dog? Man, I love Dutch Mantel. Look at so, that. He's so funny. He's so smart. He's been around this business for so long and has been uh, like running it uh, for a really long time. You know what I mean? Like right now is kind of the first time he hasn't been in a kind of a leadership position somewhere in the world in this industry. And so, look, I love Dutch. I, I love sitting under his learning tree. I loved, I actually got to work with him uh, a time or two here when we did handicap matches, me versus both of them. Which I actually beat him in. If you didn't talk about that one, did you? You want to talk about the one where I get beat by Bradshaw? He yeah. hit me with that clothesline every match. So uh, that's How the one that he knocked me. Feel, by the way. That's the one he out. knocked me out with. He knocked me out, and I rolled. And this wasn't a Survivor Series match, but it was like a. I don't know. It may have been this. No, it wasn't this one. I don't probably, think. Are you sure it wasn't this one? It might have been this one. It might have been this one. It was a pre-taped raw. Yeah, and it was a, a. Oh, oh. Well, no, this one was on a pay-per-view. I think. Oh, okay. I, but I'm, hell, every you, you know I don't you. know. Every you know Larry I have no idea. Silly. Yeah, he knocked he knocked you goofy every time he hit you with anything. 
and excuse me, me, me and Billy would kick him in the gut and kick him in the gut, and he would go down and he'd go, I ain't going down, I ain't going down. And me and Billy would waffle him as hard as, not as hard as we could, but hard as crap. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like if you hit your brother this hard, you would get in trouble. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we would waffle him, and I mean, five or six of them each, and he'll go, Okay, I'll go to a knee, and he would he would take a knee. Like he he was really fun to to wrestle. Look, he's a really fun guy. I think a lot of people read him wrong. He, he's a big baby uh, with a good heart, and he does a lot of good in, in the world. And so I think people uh, people read him wrong. You know what I mean? People yeah. are misunderstood, and I think he's one of those dudes that is. But um, he's a great friend of mine. Has been ever since he started knocking me out thirty years ago. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Dutch. I didn't realize it as a little kid, but you see him on TV, and I think back about it now. Man, I I had the sweatpants with the cowboy boots. Like, oh yeah, that was that was the look, son. Hey, did was, you have I the back that hair? Was, that was no, not yet. I was <laughs> I was still prepubescent there, but I didn't even have sack hair. <laughs> I didn't have any hair. I don't even have eyebrows. I don't even have eyebrows, dog. Yeah, you think I have back hair? Uh, no, hey, sweatpants with the cowboy boots. Yeah. that was a standard around my. Hey, though. and he when he came into and so I look, I saw him in in Memphis a little bit, but when he came into uh, Southern Championship Wrestling, uh. Southeastern, whatever it was, he had his whip called Shoe Baby, and that <laughs> man, he when he came in. In, they booked him. My dad was the booker. They booked him to come in against this guy, this skinny guy. They called him the worm. And he wore a bodysuit of <laughs> mask and, and Dutch wrestled the worm. And and look, I, Dutch, remember, we've talked about this a hundred times because it's seared into my soul. He whipped the fire out of that dude with that bull whip. And I mean whipped the fire out of him. And it was it was horrible and and like, oh my God, what but it he was a friggin' heel from day one when he got there. People just wanted to see. Uh, my dad was a big baby face at the time. Just kill him, Bob. You know what I mean? And uh, it, he was a great heel, man. He's a he's a great human being. Uh, was that the worm Joey Ford? I just Googled worm trying to find him. I couldn't I, find much. I don't think it was. It was literally oh, like the, an, an extra at, in Birmingham, okay. Alabama. You know what I mean? Like it was just a guy they brought in who he was probably like a referee's brother or something. You know what I mean? Because oh, he Googled, didn't, they didn't do one wrestling move. Okay. It was just, it was just hardcore. Yeah. And look, I could be remembering this all wrong because it was seared into my head, but <laughs> I remember one thing correctly. He whipped the fire out of that dude. <laughs> It was not cool, um, but it but it worked. It, by the way, if you Google wrestler the worm, you're going to get a lot of boogeyman and a lot of Scotty <laughs> Too Hotty, and that's it. Well, uh, what about Otis? He didn't show up when I, I just Googled. Yeah, it's just Scotty and the, and the boogeyman. How funny was Otis coming down at the Royal Rumble, just walking Fantastic. to the ring? Fantastic. Like I, I would have been okay if he just turned around and walked back. You know I, what I mean? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, on the same night later at Raw, for a later Raw, you, you tape this all on the same night, you beat Bradshaw and Zebekiah in a handicap there it match. Is. Instead of finishing the normal line for, I can't wait to be with, you improvised and what? say, Zeb and Bradshaw tonight oh. and storm the ring. Zeb would accidentally hit Bradshaw, leading to the win for you and Bradshaw. Would brand Zeb oh. and they break up. You're a home record dog. I am, and I'm sorry about that, Zeb. To this day, I feel bad. 
Uh, then you would defeat the Sultan, who has Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik on Superstars when he refuses to break a choke on you for the oh, DQ win. Well, so that he I, technically I did not beat him. Let's be honest. Well, at the end of the night, who looked like they won? The big well, guy him. standing over me that I, where I can't breathe. But it's a DQ, a DQ schmeek you. Remember? <laughs> uh, Dog, you got to have some good Bob Backlund or Iron Sheik stories. Man. Oh, but both. Like, look, Sheik's the best. Sheik's the best. Like, it's, I'm not going to go into a lot of stories, but I, I did travel with him, travel to South Africa with him. Uh, he would go to the gym and train just like everybody else would, but he was twice everybody's age. Uh, Backlund is a, is a character amongst himself. You know what I mean? And, and always takes good care of himself and always eating healthy and always talking to you about it. So nothing but good times for, with both of those guys. Uh, and also, you know, I can't, can't not talk about junior, um, Rakishi, whatever you want to call him, uh, the Uso's dad, uh, you call him whatever you want to, (laughs) but man, he was so good, so big, so athletic, so fast. Uh, it was just crazy to, to get to work with him. I never got to work with Yoko. Uh, I wanted to so bad because I just thought, man, it's so awesome that what he can do with his body. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I, I can't do that, and I'm a third in size. Uh, <laughs> um, you would go on to lose on the road eight nights in a row to the Sultan, my friend. Yeah. This is not a great sign for well, the look, baby it face. Take, it takes a good man to beat me, but it don't take him long. And once he gets my number, he had my number. Yeah, you know? he saw the game tape and it was well. On, well, truth, truth be told, look, it was the thing. Like he was getting over. Yeah. His character was working. My character was not working. You know what I mean? But even through the loss, you can still establish domestically around at these live events the character. You know what I yeah. mean? It just so happened that they didn't like the character. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go, December twenty first. Bayou Labatra, Alabama. You work a show doing a run-in to save your father and your brother, Scott. How did this come to be? Was this something you cleared with the WWF office, or was this... I don't even remember that. You don't even remember it? I probably just went and did it, to tell you the truth. Okay. Again, like you said, better to ask for forgiveness (laughs) than permission. We're going to do a show about the battery, and probably nobody's going to hear about it. And I'm going to work with my brothers. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'll be all right. As we close 96, you work a Raw in Albany where you're teaming with Savio Vega mm-hmm. and you take on Farouk and Steve Austin, but Austin clips your knee oh. and your favorite wrestler, Brett the Hitman Hart, runs out in street clothes to I'm replace safe. you. See, he's your understudy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's your understudy, dog. I totally didn't take that from when you said that. I read it like, <laughs> he's my hero. Like, He's what? He saved me. He's your understudy. He only fills in when you're hurt, sir. He okay. Get well, I mean, look, that's true. Hurt. Like, what it's you're saying is not, it's not, a, it's not untrue. It was a fact. Early 97 on a California loop, you're defeating Bradshaw again oh. before losing in under two minutes at Denim and Diamonds in San Antonio. Oh. To Farouk and Shotgun, you, did you already feel stuck in the mid-card here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But, look, I knew I was stuck there anyway. Okay. But, but, but again, this one I don't know that I knew the difference. Okay. Like if I was on the card, that I was, was happy. Yeah, okay. I was really happy about that because I just knew, 
Look, I'd seen my father go through stints. My brothers go through stints where they're not on the card. They're not booked. They got to find somewhere else to work. You know what I mean? So it's, oh, I'm on. Okay, awesome. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't really know mid card schmid schmard. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just was working. You know what I mean? Well, here we go. Uh, you're just happy to be on the card because at the Rumble, you get your revenge on Stone Cold at the Alamo Dome by being thrown out in 29 seconds. Yeah, but I lit him up for those 20 for, for 25 of those seconds. Okay. I was all over him, bro, like a cheap suit in a rainstorm. Uh, I was this, on him. Hey, for your mindset then, is this disheartening? Or are you like, hey, I'm done for the night. I get to go party early. A hundred percent like the latter. Like it, it was <laughs> like, look, I wasn't winning the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? He so was throwing well and it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He threw everybody out. Right. It and he was literally sitting on the, on the apron or on the, on the ropes going like this, like, well, who's next? You know what I mean? So it was, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, it was actually, it was actually me helping him get over. Yeah. <laughs> You're in, and you, like you said, take a shower and you're ready to go, son. I was at the hotel before he got done in the rumble. <laughs> I was about to say, before the rumble was over. Dog, I didn't even know what town we were in by then. Uh, you get to work against Triple H in Dallas and Oklahoma City when you sub for Jake Roberts. Uh, thinking back at this point, 96, how good was Hunter right then, man? Look he was you. good. You know what I mean? Like, look, he's – so his physical – prowess and, and his in-ring stuff was always good. His timing was always good. He was always where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. Where he made all his improvements is psychologically, man. He, he's on a different level. And, and uh, you know, I, I tell everybody this, and I, I tell him this too, like it's, it makes me mad because like I'll go and say, hey, what if we did this? And he'll just stop and look off for a second, and then I stand there like an idiot and like <laughs> don't say anything, and then he goes, what if you did it this way? And it's like 10 times better than what I just said. <laughs> and I'm like, how come I didn't see that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it just, it just he makes me mad. He's there. Why didn't I start there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why didn't I even get there? I didn't even get there. That was uh, my best idea. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I scrapped a few before I got yeah, to that one. Yeah, before I got to that you. one. And uh, he's like, yeah, what if we did that? And he just, <laughs> he does, man. He has a vision that's, that's to be, uh, to be envied. Uh, you put over Savio Vega at the Mirage Nightclub in New York City. Yeah, what do you think good. of the early shotgun concept? Savio's good. You, you don't just I lo look. I love Shotgun Saturday Night because that's where I've been working in a, either at Center Stage or Orlando, and so yeah. I was doing studio wrestling. Uh, it's all I was doing from Memphis to you know, and then and then in Germany. I don't even know if we had a TV. That was um, comfort zone for you. Yeah, yeah, it was for, perfect for me. A little venue packed to the gills. I was working with people I knew, Ron and John, and you know what I mean? I knew knew those guys, Hunter. So, yeah, I was in heaven. Uh, you would return to USWA for a one-time only match against King Reginald in Memphis. <laughs> Did the WWF book you there? Did you book yourself I, there? I think, no, I think I was booked there through, uh, through WWE and Lawler. Uh, probably got me down there. And I wonder if King Reginald was the champion at the time or if oh. they just had me work with – King Reginald. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he beat me too. Well, what can you tell us about Reggie B. Fine of the U.S. Oh, Reggie B. Baby? Reggie B. is a great guy. Look, I've been on the wrong side of the tracks with Reggie B. And I've been on the right side of him with Reggie okay. B. So I love Reggie B. Uh, he always looked out for me. As in you had real. heat with him at one point? No. Heck oh, no. Okay. Well, oh, you B. meant 
you're partying on the wrong track. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just Don't meant sign like, the tracks as we, we literally went over the... <laughs> Why I'm trying we... to look into it. Oh, he's got heat. You're like, no, no, we're no, on no. the wrong side no, bro. of the track. We went over the tracks to the dude's house. <laughs> that's where we, that's where we was going. We're not in the correct part yeah. of town is what we're not at. Reggie B, fine. Yeah, Reggie man. B, man. Great guy. Always took care of me. On 2-11-97, the Godwins with Billy Jim and Jesse James are on the Nashville Network oh, yeah. on the show oh. Primetime Country. Primetime Country. Doing a match where Double J teamed with host Gary Chapman. To beat the Godwins, this isn't something yeah. that was well promoted. But why do you think that was? Because this, I'm going to be honest. In the South, we watched TNN. We were yeah, all yeah, on. yeah. And it was look. I think it was promoted in the South because I think the idea was only Southern people would like this. You know what I mean? It's a country singer and some hog sloppers uh, <laughs> re- wrestling with this other country singer. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he was married to Amy Grant at the time, so she was on there. And oh. I'll never forget. Me and uh, it was a little bitty ring that they they rented like from somebody near there and put it in there, and I'll never forget telling Hog, hey, uh, this guy thinks we're gonna and he was a you know he's just a country music guy who now hosts a talk show, and so I said hey when you I'm gonna you know shoot I'll, I'll take your head we'll work around when you shoot me and hit me with that tackle hard as you can, and man that first tackle. I took a bump so hard and I popped right up and knee on my knees over to the dude and hugged him. And I looked up at him and he said, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> and, I, and I just thought it's exactly what I wanted him to, to yeah. think like, Holy mackerel. Now I'm getting in there. Uh, but, but like, I, yeah, that was, that was good fun. But look, I did a lot of stuff like that with the God ones. We also did the uh, Cletus T Judd did a, uh, like a, like a takeoff of uh He's like a country music Weird Al Yankovic kind of. Oh yeah, and so, so yeah, yeah, and so he did a uh, what was the county auction? Uh, oh, the Grundy County auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's so an eight, we, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. We actually went in character and shot that video, and and we were up there in Nashville all day at the fairground. Oh, I just knock my. What'd you call them? Hog sloppers? Yeah, yeah. Henry and Henry and Pig. Henry O. Godwin, Hog, and Phineas Ignatius Godwin, Pig. Let me tell you what is the absolute opposite end of hog sloppers, and that is Jimmy's famous. Good night, Irene. Talk about opposite sides of the spectrum. That's what I'm saying. That's the wrong side of the tracks compared to Jimmy's famous seafood. And guess what? It used to be just a Baltimore destination place. Now you can ship it worldwide. Worldwide. Wherever you're at, listening right now, they're going to ship it to you free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125, excluding the steam crabs and fresh items. All you got to do is use the promo code... D-O-G-G. Guess what D-O-G-G is going to get you? Maryland crab cakes, soups, chowders. Hey, that Maryland crab cake has more crab than cake, too, I can tell you. I don't know how it stays together. It's it's just just enough cake to get it to be together. You know what I mean? Yes, delicious. It's the best Um, best seafood I've ever tasted in my life. And then they will send it right to your house. Don't underestimate the steaks, is what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 for sure. If it was in any other place, you'd be like, Hey, this is a good steakhouse, but they're a seafood place and still hanging on those signature steaks. Amen. Plus, incredible desserts and, of course, gluten-free items. Uh, they are ready to go. And they have incredible packages that make great gifts. You can get the famous gift box. What if you sent this for somebody's birthday, dog? 
four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two oh. different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature base sauce. How about that? I think they should do something with their firstborn child for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like a name, name me as middle name, could be dog, I don't know. Of course, for sporting season, they got the tailgate bundle. I mean, you don't even have to have sports. You can still no, get it. you can just but nail to the gate. The tailgate bundle, two pounds of wings, a full rack of barbecue oh, ribs, yeah. a pound of the crab dip, and the crab cake mix so you can make your own at home. Or just go to jimmysfamousseafood.com. You can create your own package. Look, you've seen them over 40 years in the business. Yeah. They're featured on diners, dine-ins, and dives, Beat Bobby Flay, and more. And everybody, look. It's a Baltimore stable, and yep. if there is a wrestling event in town, that's where the boys and girls are going to be. <laughs> they are going Jimmy's there to eat. Yes. Yeah, and they sent me that stuff one time to my house, and, uh, man, it comes frozen, and it is all you got to do is heat it up, man, and it tastes like you're there in Baltimore, and, man, they got the finest seafood. Uh, and, and that free shipping for $125, bucks, oh. you, get, you get enough to eat, and it's $125, bucks, so you're gonna, it's going to be, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. All you got to do is use that promo code D-O-G-G at Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com. Jimmy's, we love y'all. Can't wait to see you again in person. And until then, we'll get it shipped to our front door. How about that, dog? I love a good crab cake. (laughs) I do. I'm a sucker for a crab cake. On 2-2097, Knoxville, Tennessee, it was supposed to be something of a Smoky Mountain reunion night as Buddy Landale is scheduled for one shot against Jesse James. Ooh. And you're going to be managed by Ron White oh. and Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smothers will work under their old ring names as opposed to T.L. Hopper and Freddie Joe Floyd versus the Headbangers. Ooh. While Tom Pritchard will walk under his real name as opposed to Zip or Dr. X. <sighs> And the face of the fake Razor Ramon. Oh. Do you remember anything about this night, dog? Uh, no. None of it. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I remember the fake Razor Ramon, who's a good guy. <laughs> I remember that part. Um, what, what was this? It's like, like uh, look, it was we, just... I was with, I was working with Buddy. So, I mean, no, I don't remember this <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd. I think and I spent. Hopper, I, think I, I think I spent a week in my hotel room one night uh, with Buddy Landau. <laughs> a week in my hotel room one night. What a great oh, yeah. line that is. Uh, by the way, Jesse James. You may have heard of him. Right? I have. Um, I have. He, he has seen build scars. He sings something gone wrong at 1997 Slammies on 321. We've hit this before. Isn't that where you, that's the first time you ever saw that? First time I ever heard the song. Yep. The the lady was there uh, with, with uh, cue cards because I didn't, I just didn't know the words. You know what I mean? I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the song. I didn't. And I, once I heard it, I got scared. Then I was like, oh, my God, i got to memorize this thing. And, of course, then I went and got high. And then I was couldn't remember anything. And then, <laughs> you know, it was just my answers to things never is never right. <laughs> it's very seldom correct. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, and I kind of know where we're going. But just to make sure, at this point, are you tired of singing and not wrestling? 
Would you rather be wrestling on WrestleMania, or are you just happy with your spot? Yeah, I'm just happy with my spot. I mean, yeah. look, to be quite honest, nobody else was singing on the Slammys. Nobody, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right. so it was it was something that a was niche. going on that I was doing that was different than everybody else. Yeah. It was a struggle, but it was like, I'm going to struggle with this and see if I can't make it work. You know what I mean? And it just, I think time uh, was not on my side. Uh, by the way, uh, singing there is better than not doing anything. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. At least they're exactly. still giving you something to do. Yeah. You're not you're not wrestling for February first until the night after WrestleMania on Shotgun in a squash match against Sonny Rogers. How about that name? Whoa! I don't even know who that is. And, <laughs> uh, and then the the next day, you're I going do know against, Sonny Rogers. I was just kidding. You're going against <sighs> Jerry Fox. Oh yeah, JF. Uh, it's his brother Terry Fox actually ran across Canada with one leg. All right, let me ask you this. We, we kind of hit on it earlier about a wrestling contract. Um, are you not getting paid because you're not wrestling, or are you still getting paid because you are still no, under I'm, contract I'm and showing get, up when I'm, they tell you yep, to? I'm getting paid okay. 100 grand a year. Split that up into <laughs> Whatever 50, it is. 52 weeks, and that's what I was getting every week. All right, from there, you go into your story with Honky and Billy and the formation. Of the New Age Outlaws, which you there can check are. out in the archives over at youtube.com slash D-O-G-G or bagofjohnsons.com. Bag of Johnson. Uh, as you roll into forming the New Age Outlaws, yeah. is this a positive time in your life, dog? Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay. Because now I feel like they're going to do something different that I feel like is going to work. I know me and Billy have forged this quick relationship and it was quick, but it, it came out of our work together in the ring and our lack of communication necessary. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was just, I knew where to be and he was there and he knew where to be and I was there. And it was just, we just did what we, what we did and we did it together. You know what I mean? And it felt like, okay, there's something here and what I don't know. Uh, and I don't even know how to wrestle and, <laughs> but, but I feel like there's something here. Um, and you know, and there was apparently everybody else thought that too. Um, or else they wouldn't have added us to DX three months later. Before we get to our next segment, uh, top dog, All which right. is one of our new segments, then we're going to get to fan questions before we do that. Let's pitch it over to the big man. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. He's going to tell you how he can save you some money. Can you? All right, by now, guys, you know I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. 
I mean routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash, and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back, or one day we want to upgrade to hardwood floors, or remodel the kitchen, or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. All right, dog. It's one of our new segments we're trying out here. Top dog. T-O-P-P to D-O-G-G. Let's that, hear it. Let's see. what. How does it work? That is where we give you three wrestlers. You tell us, are you a better sports entertainer? Oh, yes. Uh, I remember this... when we brainstormed this idea <laughs> in the think tank. Uh, we were We were literally in a tank of, of uh, stingrays at the aquarium and, and look, this place wasn't even open to, to say the least. Uh, so, so far, every time we've, we've did it once, you were two out of three. You beat uh, Glacier, I remember oh, he was one of them. Yeah, yeah. You did not uh, say you were a better sports entertainer than Mojo, and that was because no. no, he was Mojo about to be on was, the show. Yeah, he was yeah. about to be on. I forgot the third one from uh, last week, but we got three more today, so you got to okay, tell here us, we go. are you a better sports en- Oh, we did the shark last time. I forgot. Oh. You said you were a better sports entertainer than the shark. Than the shark. Uh, and that didn't ruffle any feathers. Did uh, not? So let's try it again. We'll do did we ask more. the shark? Uh, the, the shark, uh, John Tenta, which remember you said just the shark part. Oh, oh. Not I any thought, of his career. I thought you were talking about Shark Boy. Not Shark Boy. <laughs> the shark. If uh, Shark Boy is on this list, I'm going to be, I'm going to pop. Uh, he, is, he is not. All right. Okay. You ready? Yep. Better sports entertainer, Ken Shamrock. Oh, a hundred percent. I have a, I have a, yeah, I'm way better sports entertainer than him. Hey, the most I've ever seen uh, him and Billy Gunn be entertaining oh. is in the car together because you literally have them about to pull over every five miles to fight each other. Really? Because, well, oh, it's Ken just needles him and he just knows it and Ken goes, <laughs> 
You ride a bull? Like, what's that? Like, I can ride a bull. I'll fight a bull. I'll, I'll choke a bull out. Like, and he's like, and then when you get like a long ride, all of a sudden you hear, I hope I die in the cage fighting. You're like, what? What? Who said that? Like, what? What happened? And he's like, Yeah, I want to die. I want to fight in there till I'm dead. I'm just fight till I can't. I was like, Okay, I don't want to. Die. I want to get into my hotel tonight and like uh, order a pizza or something. Like, who I, would win you, that fight? Would he oh win? Oh my god! I, yeah, I think because he's because his technique. But Billy is so strong, man. It would be hard to to have. It, he wouldn't have his way with him, but I think he could end up getting him in some kind of submission maneuver. Oh. But he's also a heck of a striker too. So. I, I'm at, I'm at Ken Shamrock in a Buffalo. I, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you went deep thought on yeah, Billy Gunn. I, I did. Just, I was like, I wanted him. to see Ken Shamrock in a buffalo. Yeah, and a bison. Yeah. Full, full grown bison. Hey, by the way, I've only I've had the opportunity to meet Ken Shamrock once. He was yeah. at one of the conventions we did, and we were backstage getting ready for him to go on stage to you know talk to whoever it was. Yeah. Let me tell you, my man's still intense. Hey, still and, intense. Uh, I was standing there, and I'm like, "You're gonna go around here," and he's like. Looking at me, and I'm like, are we about to fight? I don't want to, but you're looking. I just told you which way to go to the stage, yeah. and you look like you want to whip my tail. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> hey, what do I know? I'm just the guy who just walked hey, it and made sure you wouldn't trip. Whatever door you want to go in is yours, my friend. Bro, hey, and that's the best way to handle him. <laughs> yeah. Because he is a live wire, and he knows what he's doing. I apologize for making suggestions for you, sir. Uh all right, here we go. Top dog, better sports entertainer than Bruno San Martino. Oh. <laughs> huh? Come on now. Come on, man. Look at him. Look That's at him. That's not fair. Huh? He's a different animal. So <laughs> hey, so so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Okay. I really am. I, not because of the heat I would get, uh, but <laughs> because would. I think he was over up north. At a time when, man, if you didn't buy in 100% to these athletes back in the day, yeah, they weren't the guy. And he was the guy for a really long time. He did it. And yeah. he, man, he was on top of the world. And you beating him meant something. And beat, you, didn't, you didn't just go come into town and beat him. You know what I mean? And so he was the dude, man. It's hard to take a pot shot at the guy, you know. All right, uh, last you're one for one here. Now yeah. we're going to see if we get two out of three like we did last time. Top dog, are you a better sports entertainer <laughs> than the taskmaster? Oh, no. Just just the taskmaster. Oh, oh. I don't know, man. He scares mm. me. One time Look I went that. when I was when I was in high school, we went to Atlanta uh, when my dad was working in Georgia Championship Wrestling, and they all stayed at this one hotel. Uh, it was like an apartment, you know, like an extended stay, and they had a pool. And Kevin Sullivan uh, was out there, and there was a huge boa constrictor in the pool, like swimming what? around. It was Kevin. Kevin had like a ten foot boa constrictor, <laughs> and it was just in the pool swimming around. Not for with any on air gimmicks, like, nothing. No, it okay. was just where we're here. This is where we stay. <laughs> this is where we're at. Oh, by the Lord. Way, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, back at johnsons.com, uh, yep. throw that picture back up because you talk about some eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Taskmaster. Yeah, 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 he had them. Hey, uh, also a tough, tough booger. I just talked to him not, not long ago, and he's still the same great guy. He, he? Gave, he gave me my first opportunity to have a wrestling match. Uh, 
in in WCW when when my brother or when Tracy didn't show up, my brother Tracy didn't show up, and they, they used me in 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 Degum, uh, Richmond, Virginia, uh, for WCW, and like he was the booker then, and he said, hey, you you can put wear wear Tracy's gear, go out there and work with Terry Taylor, he'll beat you, and it was a, it was a live event, and so he I said. I can't wrestle. And he was like, you're an Armstrong. You can wrestle. And it was, it's just there I went. And Terry carried me through it. God bless his uh, heart, man. By the way, look at that picture if you're watching on YouTube. We've we've got the Taskmaster. We've yeah. got uh, the Shark is over there. I mean, that that is a motley crew right there, brother. That is. Uh, King Curtis. We'll, like I, uh, <laughs> we'll get to all those eventually. <laughs> All right, so wait. You said no, not not a better. I'm not a better sports. And and the only reason I say that is because I'm afraid he will create some type of voodoo <laughs> doll, uh, and punish me for saying yeah. So, something. He. I mean, we call him. Everybody calls him the devil. Like that's that's <laughs> you. Do, you didn't get that dame by hanging out at no. the Dairy Queen, brother. <laughs> no, that's not an accident. Right no, there. no. Uh, by the way, if you want to interact with us, if you want to toss in somebody to the next top dog segment, oh. go ahead and tweet us. I'd say DM us maybe because dog don't know how to check the messages. Uh, but Wait, somehow what? send it to us and we will get it into a future top dog segment to see. All right. So where... tonight I was, I was, I went under. One and two. Yeah. I did the jizz job. By the way, so on the season, you're even. You're five hundred. Okay. I'm batting five hundred. Hey, that's Hall of Fame, Jack. Yeah. You're in the top half. That's yeah. That's good. I wonder right. how Brett hits. Uh, let's get <laughs> come on, Brian. Let's get. Uh, he's in the top half too. Uh, at least, probably, right? <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's get to some fan questions, let's my friend. We always appreciate y'all interacting. Find us on social media at You Didn't Know Pod. He's at Brian R D James. I'm at the Casio Kid. Here we go. Jason Bayless says. Was this what Steve, his brother, was supposed to be when he was Lance Cassidy? Or whatever that singing gimmick was he <laughs> yep. had. I always heard that Steve told Bruce and Corny that if they thought that he sang good, then they should hear you sing, dog. So when Jeff left for WCW, that's how uh, the, you ended up in that role. I yeah. think they wanted to bring Steve back for it at first. Any well, truth to this? Well, so so they, they actually had him there first, and it was early on. And uh, and their, their, to be quite honest, their drug policy, and all he wanted to do was smoke smoke some weed so uh but but he, he looked they were on the road 30 days you know 25 27 days a, a month and and he was doing what he wanted to do and and they wouldn't let him and so he said i'm not i quit i'm going home so he took his ball and went home and uh and when the opportunity came around for them to get another singing cowboy there i was you know what i mean but mm. but tell you the truth it probably could have worked during stevie's time there um it, it was a different time then. It was it was three or four years. Well, it might have been more than that before that. Um, and so it was just a different time, and, and it probably would have worked. You know what I mean? Do you know if he told them, hey, if you think I can sing, well, you should hear my brother? I, I, I don't know that. I, I appreciate him saying that if he did. But, but look, we have sang a lot in all our lives right. we've sang and we've done uh wrestling rock connections in the south for indie shows and sang you know what i mean and did like a set and so we, we've done stuff like that our whole lives and so uh I, if he said that i appreciate it that's for sure he, he however can uh play the piano and the guitar and and all by ear Whoa. so yeah he can so he's he's musically gifted that's for sure but uh, yes on, it was the same gimmick 
on Twitter at Let's Go Back to WCW is the Twitter <laughs> handle. How long did it take to get with my baby tonight? Just right. Thanks in advance. So honestly, we we did a couple of takes of it, and I just laid down some different tracks, and and uh, it didn't take a whole long time. But I had had the song and the and the lyrics, so I had already felt found my way, like where I was going, when, and 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 kind of worked out. Um, so it, it didn't take that long, but look, I also didn't have to write any of the music. I didn't have to school. You know what I mean? I didn't do any of that. I just went in and dropped my lyrics on a, on a couple of different tracks. And, and that was that. And Jim, Jim Johnson did the rest, you know? Um, so yeah, it didn't take a whole lot of time because I feel like I, I was prepared when I got the studio. Uh, at AFS yams, Yambag Jones. Oh, what would have been your next smash hit after With My Baby Tonight? I, well, there was a song that came out uh, called Pretty Woman. Called Pretty Woman. Uh, you might have oh. heard it. Somebody else sang it instead of me, though. But that was you, though? Originally? It was originally me. Yeah. I was going to say, I wrote it. Uh, yeah, walking down the street. I mean, you got, I got the gist of it. You know what I mean? Um, and then I guess that guy did it at Roy something or other. Roy Johnson. One hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I guess he got it out first. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess the other one was going to be this one. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, wasn't too long after this that I think, uh, I think I, I don't know. We, we split up, we split up and, and became the new age outlaws. You know, Roy, that Roy O guy, he was in that tag team, the traveling Wilburys. So, yes. Uh, yes. Um, they and they were the cha- they they were the they beat the Moon Dogs for the USWA championship they did. titles. Yeah, uh, and then you know they formed a stable with Fergal McDivitt for a little right. bit after right. that. That was good. Fergal got attacked by the Tiger. <laughs> I'm not sure where we're going or what I was we're doing. Say Tom Petty turned on him, but he went Tiger. That escalated. Yeah, I'm not sure which one he is. Uh, tra- <laughs> Travis Peters nine. Uh, that's a lot of Peters. Uh, he said, "Where did you?" <laughs> I don't know what that? to do with my one. <laughs> you touched on this earlier, but I wanted to make sure I got him a shout out. He said, "Where did you buy that sweet blue shirt and matching armbands with hat for the Double J character?" Look at you, that. You got the shirt made. Yeah. Uh, armbands uh, are they made from her? Terry Anderson. Okay. Was her name seamstress? Uh, actually, still does some work uh, with the WWE. I've seen her a few times here and there. She made all that stuff, all the road dog gear. She made all the Undertaker gear. Like she was top notch, man. And and you paid for it, but it was it was top notch stuff that you could just throw in there and wash. And you know what I mean? Like it was. She did great work. What do you What do you think you paid for it? Two two grand, I think. Okay, for that, but it for was that. it was a couple of different shirts, and it was a couple of different pair of pants, and but I then had, they're buying the boots and stuff. Yeah, for yeah, you. yeah, yeah. They bought the boots that was that I had. Saw the oh. elbow sleeve. Were you injured, or was that to look cool? Well, it was just to look cool. Okay, because it did. It looked cool. Look at that. <laughs> well, cool. well, and uh, this was pre braids, so I was in a transitional period. Like I was just pulling my way too curly hair back in a ponytail, <laughs> and it would come out every time, and then it would start to dry, and then it would look like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, <laughs> not not good. It would look like uh, uh, what's the uh, insane in the membrane. Insane Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah, I look like Cypress Hill. Insane, got no brain. I didn't uh, have any brain either. The Francis Reyes said, "What did you like and did not like 
about being the real Double J. And did mm. you practice the Double J strut? I did not practice it because I just felt like anybody could do it. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so I would do it after I would like uh, hit them with something on the ropes and then stat strut across. But, but look, it was just stealing it from somebody else who stole it from somebody else. So yeah, there I was doing it. Um, I would probably stagger to strut it away, and then when I charge back, he probably ripped my head off or something. Um, if you're <laughs> if you're watching this by way of YouTube, With Jamie uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I turned around all giddy, and like then all of a sudden his boot or his fist or his elbow or something just you had a neck brace <laughs> to go along with your elbow brace there. <laughs> Club oh, bless, came down. Bless my heart, I'm fragile. Uh, <laughs> Steven Cervantes says, Ooh. ask dog, uh, whose idea was it for you to sing with my baby tonight live as you entered the ring? I thought it was cool and yeah. unique. Yeah, and it was unique. It was, uh, and I, I, I like, I did like it. I look, I like the song. I look back now and people have made fun of me for that song for 25 years. But meanwhile, we're talking about that song for 25 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's not, it's not that big a deal. Uh, it's, it didn't suck. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not, it's not going to win a, a Grammy or anything, but uh, I don't even know if Grammys. What well, Grammys people... suck nowadays. So, oh, uh, well then maybe yeah. I will. I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's an antique. <laughs> it's an antique, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of talking about it 25 years later, Sean Bateman says, when will you do a remix of With My mm. Baby Tonight? Mm. We need to do one. We need to do one Jason Aldean style where I just break it down in the middle. Oh. So, driving my truck and smoking weed and we doing all the things <laughs> and doing the weed. We need Whatever. a rap thing right in the middle. Yeah, of. yeah. That why does he say he says like I'm drinking a beer and smoke pouring out my window and I'm just like this guy Rolling should not be operating. He should not be operating heavy machinery. This guy <laughs> is 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 not doing what he's supposed to be doing. But I, I dirt By roads way, make. Shout dirt. out to Colt Ford. I don't know if you know him. But oh yeah. Uh, he was the original writer of that song. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, Aldine got it from him, but got him a little check from that. I bet he did. So that means he was the real Jason Aldean. He, <laughs> he was the real double J-A. Hey, hey, hey uh, but Aldean's got him some hits. He's doing well. Oh, yeah, he did pretty good. Um, Cutrer, C-U-T-R-E-R. That's a yeah. hard word to look at. Um, cut, re cut rear. Cut rear 35 says. With the Sometimes they have to do that if you get really impacted. <laughs> uh, you mentioned this, but I want to make sure I get all of our questions in and give everybody a shout out. Thank you. Uh, rear. Yeah. But he said, you touched on it earlier, with the way the WWF was changing in late 96 when you returned, which eventually went into more hardcore presentation in 97, yeah. how long did it take you to see that this was not going to work? Well, I mean... Halfway? Yeah, look, I, right about, half, yeah, about halfway into it, I thought this ain't going to work, and then I had to do it for a couple more months, you know what I mean? <laughs> As, uh, yeah. But... but you know, it, it took its time to, to what we had to do. And thank God somebody saw something at, because, like I said, I, we didn't go with any ideas. Our idea was, hey, put us together. We think we'd be good together. Right. That was what we went with, and, and they bought it. Like, <laughs> we walked right. away going, suckers. They no, the but, but, plan. Yeah, and it, it was just like, oh, okay, we're going to put you guys together now. And, and look, the, the rest of it, Russo said we're going to give you a live mic. Do your thing. You know what I mean? And it started off rough, but it ended up coming out strong. 25 years later, we're still saying every word of it. 
at WWE Master 2018 says, any fun stories of T.L. Hopper, a.k.a. Dirty White Boy? <laughs> oh, I, every story's fun with him. <laughs> uh, look, I spent a lot of time, and he he's a great wrestler, man. Him and, uh, uh, what, who was his partner? The Lynn Denton? Lou? I think it's Lynn Denton. Um, they, they were they were great together, and, and Tony was great, too, man. He was a great wrestler. Like, I learned Ready a ton. Joe Floyd? Uh, no, that was, that was, uh, Tracy's Tracy mother's. mother's. Yeah. Ron White was their yeah. manager. Yeah. This, this guy was, uh, what, what, dirty white boy was his partner a while back. Oh, um, and, and I look, I may be all, all the way wrong about that, but I think I'm not. Uh, so, so, uh, what were we talking about again? Uh, just any story with dirty yeah. white boy. Yeah. It's so I don't have a specific story. I've just had a ton of really good times with him, uh, in, in my lifetime. Um, and again, I learned a lot about wrestling from him. And so I, I'm very appreciative of him. And look, a lot of the guys that were in Southeastern Championship Wrestling, Tommy Rich, Johnny Rich, uh, these guys trained me to wrestle in, in shin deep water in the Gulf of Mexico. You know what I mean? Like we would, that's what we're, that's where I got trained. And I would feed them as fast as I could for backdrops or for hip tosses or for drop kicks. And, and that's where I'd learn my timing and my, how to, how to get up and where to meet the guy on the drop kick and don't cram him and don't, you know what I mean? I learned all that stuff with all those guys. And so I don't know, maybe it, maybe it was meant to be. <laughs> maybe it was Daryl Anthony. That's dirty white boy, right? D.A. D.A. from Bucksnort, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh? Tony Anthony was his name. T.L. Hopper and Uncle Cletus. Uncle Cletus. <laughs> was Uncle. that, uh, that was Luke uh, Gallows? Was that? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Uncle Cletus. Yeah, I don't uh, know. All right, let's, uh, let's our last one of the night. Last one. Uh, Outlaw Corey James cool. says. He's a favorite. Unit- He's a at favorite did, of mine. Yeah, he is. At You Didn't Know Pod, at Brian R.D. James, at the Casio Kid. Were there any ideas to put the Intercontinental title on you at this time? No. <laughs> and, and, and I even think if you fast forward past the New Age Outlaws, when they actually did put the Intercontinental title on me, it was a mistake. And they realized it, and it was like, Billy Gunn looks like he should be the Intercontinental Champion, not this guy. Uh, so they put the Hardcore Championship on me and put Billy the Intercontinental title on Billy. And I think everybody was happy for that for that decision. <laughs> I know uh, I was. All right, dog. We got the story of the real Double J now. Down oh, recorded history forever. Fun time for you. And it led to, of course, the reason why we're here now. Yeah. Uh, and next week, dog, we are excited you handed on it earlier. We have yeah. got a very special guest, Buff Daddy. He's the Marcus stuff. Alexander Buff Bagwell will be joining us uh, to discuss what he's doing now, yep. his sobriety, which we applaud him for. We'll Amen. talk to him about that. What he's and, doing now oh, is tearing me apart. So you said Filling you up my mind. I forgot the words, but you get it. I did get it. It felt good, too. It felt good. Uh, also, before we get out of here, over at AdFreeShows.com, he's been in and around the wrestling business for decades, and he is not done yet. You've heard the name Gary Juster many times oh, yeah. on the podcast, 
Now you're going to hear all about his years behind the scenes in AWA, NWA. I think, I think it's pronounced Gary Juster. Well, his friends call him Juster, but look, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, Juster the Rooster is what we used to call him. what we him. called him back in school. <laughs> and then in Long County, Alabama, we called him uh, Hey, Juster. Rooster the Juster. Yeah, we called him Juster the Rooster, baby. Oh, um, uh, he'll be on the new episode of The Insiders. Uh, also, by the way. Hey, he is. If you're interested in the business side of things, he was in uh, on the ground floor, floor of business side of everything WCW. AWA, so, NWA, yeah, WCW, yeah. Ring of Honor. Now he's on MLW. He's got it all. Yeah, Plus, great dude. Little shameless plug. I'll be looking for Ad Free Show's new show, Mailbag with Mr. Nick Patrick. Oh, oh, Nick. We I will get be him doing, on here. Yeah, we're going to be doing bi-weekly shows. You can send you all your questions. Basically, every single week is Ask Nick Patrick Anything. You're or, doing bi. As bye. I called him, uh, when I first sat down with WHW with Tony Schiavone and Conrad and we started watching back some of these old ones, I saw, uh, I thought that was Kenny Powers in the ring. During the, uh, <laughs> he had that mullet going, man. Looking he had a good one. I got some great look. Nick Patrick stories. We do need I, during to this him on during the show. this time when I was the road dog, like right when I came the road dog, I was living with Nick Patrick. Really? We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, we are going to get to that. So be looking for that over at Ad Free Shows, and of course, you can find this show ad free and early at Ad Free Shows. Got adfreeshows.com. You get early ad free access to over a dozen podcasts. Thousands of hours. You literally can't Thousands. catch up no. with all the New content. live recordings of podcasts, premium watch-along events, live Q&As. Starts at $9, adfreeshows.com. If you're not down, suck it! I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I jumped ahead. <laughs> One more plug before we get out of here, dog, and that helps me and you. If you are listening right now and your business targets 25 to 50-year-old men, there is no better place to advertise than right Amen. here with us. On Oh, You Didn't Know. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years. You know why? Because it works. Yep. With our super targeted audience, there's very little waste. So go to advertisewithdog.com. That's advertisewithdogg.com. You can find out more about advertising with Oh, You Didn't Know. Hey, that could be a long deal. If you've got a yep. one-off event you want us to help yep. get the Promote word out that. on. We, me and Dog are shameless. Yeah, right? I'm shameless. Go to advertise. Well, we're getting a lot I'll of do garbage. Anything in. you want me to? I do I'll anything. do anything at all. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna listen to that on the way home. Woo! Uh, also, uh, by the way, follow us on Twitter at Brown R D James at the Cassio Kid. The show at You Didn't Know Pod. YouTube. Thank you for watching us. Yep, Leave your comments you. and. You need to go subscribe over at youtube.com slash dog or bag If you subscribe, you get a little heads up when we do our YTX YouTube oh. exclusive. We've been going live over there where we interact with you live. We have done about that. A current There was a barcode that I tried to hit, and it just took me to the menu at Flounders. So I don't know what's, we'll how to do that, that YouTube. Yeah, we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, and plus all the merchandise is found at boxagimmicks.com, the infamous you gotta love I'm it. a Fergal McDivitt guy t-shirt. And do we have that next one ready, Marcus? I don't know if our producer is up, but <laughs> we are working on a let's go to kill Terry Funk t-shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, There's a story behind that that maybe we'll print up and send with the shirts when you buy one. (laughs) Right. If not, it's going to look weird. If you have not, let's go kill Terry Funk. (laughs) There it is. Uh, go back in the archives if you did not hear that episode. What a great yeah. story. Well, there's a, it says uh, available is. now, Box of Gimmicks. It's covering up when we tried to kill Terry Funk. <laughs> go to boxofgimmicks.com. Get all of it. What's that? Skank Life, dog. Skank, Skank Life, Life. Is available. S-K-A-N-K-L-Y-F. That yes. is the new hashtag Skank there Life. for all of our listeners. That's available all at Box of Gimmicks. Dot com. Dog, this has been a fun one, man. I'm excited. It has been fun. I appreciate can't, it. Can't wait to turn the page and catch up with Buff Daddy, man. I, uh, Amen. Y- your boys with him, your friends, yeah. you go back a long way. I am just a distant fan, so this is going to be a fun one for me to just be a fly on the wall yeah. and see you two interact with each other. And, uh, and yeah, I'm and proud so of far, his, I was about to say, his success story so far, his rebound here yeah. has been great to watch and only look forward to it getting bigger and better. For the Buff Daddy there. Amen. So there you go. We had a good one in the books. The Real Double J story is here. Thanks for interacting with us. And if you didn't like this story, we got two words for you. Suck it.